Welcome to Straight Talk Wealth, heard every Sunday at 9 a.m. with your experts in all aspects of wealth accumulation, preservation, and income guaranteed to last a lifetime. And now, your host of Straight Talk Wealth, Bruce Whitey, here on News Talk 1590 KVTA. Good morning, Ventura. Another lovely morning, Sunday morning in paradise, Ventura, California. Really, does it get much better than this? Yeah, I don't think so. Once I'm out there in the water and the waves and uh, keep myself in shape in my 60s, you can't beat the things we have here in Ventura County. Hey, welcome to Straight Talk Wealth Radio. We are here every Sunday morning on KVTA in Ventura. I am your host, Bruce Whitey. While you listen to me shuffle papers here. Hey, uh, we have a great show today. I'm I uh I'm gonna go back through some things we covered last week, but I think last week I got a little out of control. I was a little bit too deep purple rock and roll and having fun with the uh idea of lazy money, but You know, I did some homework on it and kind of wanted to look at other takes and I wanted to talk about this subject more seriously because I really feel like I didn't give it its due import, its due weightiness in the world of uh, personal finance. And I'm not sure I really got through to everybody. I want to spend a little bit, like I've got a very lot to cover with you today, a lot to cover. The name of the show today is Lazy Money, a gold mine untapped. And I'm getting this from a story that actually was well-written, came out of South Africa. But I mean, we have worldwide low interest rates these days and a very insightful article that came out of a, a South African press. And it talked about lazy money as a gold mine untapped. So I want to cover that today. We're going to talk about the problem of of low interest rates and lazy money and how big is it and we'll model it starting with the South Africa story. Then I want to talk about how big of a problem is this for you? You know, what current interest rates do we see? And I call this lazy money because really lazy money means lazy parents. There are typically there's millions, if not billions of dollars in the United States languishing in low interest bank accounts, and it is completely unnecessary. And I did some Facebook marketing on this this week, and I ran the ad about, you know, 2% interest at the banks is just, there's no excuse for it. But I don't think it really got through to people that I'm not just... I'm just not just ranting about the banks. I'm telling you that there's other there's other places to go that you can get a higher interest rate. And I want to talk about how big of a problem this is that you're not getting this interest rate, what it means in the long run, and do a little math here on what it would mean in the long run if you could pop that rate up a few points. So we're going to talk about that uh, too. How big of a problem is it for you? And what is the potential to your financial future if you save this problem of lazy money, low interest rates? Uh, how much could you have at the end of a certain period? I'm going to use a spreadsheet and go over different uh, scenarios with you on what it would mean over a certain period. If you could just get from 0.1 at the bank or 0.5 or 0.4 to maybe 2%, let alone rates that we are seeing on fairly liquid money that go up to 3.2% or greater. So 
We're going to talk about that, and I'm going to give you some solutions for it. Now, I want to tell you right from the bat that we have a very good offer today. Uh, I've garnished it up a bit to give you a lot of uh, surrounding data to understand the problem, the potential of solving it. So uh, I'm going to give you a phone number here to call. We've got some really valuable things we are giving away to callers uh, today. And the number for that line is 844-STW-RADIO. 844-STW-RADIO. If you've never heard the show before, been on the air 10 years in in uh, Southern California, about, well, I think we're going on about four years, maybe five years here in Ventura. Overall, I took a couple years off. I semi-retired and I came back and uh, we're Straight Talk Wealth Radio. So that's STW Radio. The number is 844-STW Radio, 844-STW Radio for a free giveaway, which I will mention numerous times during today's show. That's also 844-789-7234. So it's also easy to remember that way. 789-7234. It starts with 844 for toll free, 844 789 Seven two three four. What we'll be giving today away today is an opportunity to get an interest step up. And that is a service that we're doing where we can look at your low interest accounts and simply match either the, the, the same liquidity or the same availability of the funds, but just get you up to a higher interest rate. So we'll look with you at what is the purpose of these funds? What are you trying to do with them? And simply go out and get you a higher interest rate. So if you have $5,000, if you have $500,000 a day and you want to open up a liquid, liquid account, just like at the bank, like a savings account, won't be checking. It'd be like savings. So you have that flow into your checking account when you need money. We can turn around with 5000 to 500000 and open up a liquid account, fully liquid, as low as, and I, this is like the lowest, 2% today. No strings, fully liquid. So this is an interest step up. We, we're gonna, I'm going to talk later and compare some of the rates to CD rates. So we have one-year rates that are higher. We have three-year rates that are higher. We have five-year rates that are higher. And what's better than a CD is they allow you to take money out with no penalty, unlike the CDs. And I'll, there's certain amounts that you take out, but some of them are very generous, like up to 20% a year. Just take it out. We're not going to we're not going to take back your interest. We're not going to penalize you for taking uh, 20% out and we can match CD rates. And if you leave it in there, this interest is tax deferred versus getting a 1099 and being taxed on that interest every year. So this is a, a real opportunity to, to get that lazy money working for you, figure out what is the purpose of the lazy money, and then just get a higher rate of interest. So if you got 5,000, you got 500,000, you you could open up a liquid account as low as 2% today, and uh, we could do that with an interest step up. The number for that will be 844-789-7234. That's 844-789-7234. Uh, that's also 844-STW-RADIO. We're going to include everybody that uh, wants to get an interest step-up service for us. And there's no obligation, no cost to this. So uh, if you don't like our rates, then stay where you are. But if we can beat your rates, we'll beat them. Uh, we're going to include a book, a very valuable book we went over a few weeks ago called Income Allocation by David Gaylor. So everybody that actually does the interest step-up service with us, 
for no obligation. We're going to just give you our best shot. We will include income allocation by David Gaylor. This book shows you how to purpose your retirement money for income, for growth, and for liquidity. In other words, how to parse out how much of the pie needs to be maximized for income as opposed to the other piece of the pie that needs to maximize for growth, as opposed to the other piece of pie that maximize for liquidity. Because if you're trying to get all three of those purposes out of one portfolio, <laughs> you're just going to wind up with a watered down mess. So this is a great book that that talks about the discipline of parsing a portfolio and where do you go to get max income if that's the part of the pie that needs to deliver it to you, which then separates out and allows you to get growth and separates out from the part that is just for liquidity. So you also it also covers how to squeeze a greater income from what you do allocate for income. So up to six to eight percent sources of income versus the uh, we talked a few weeks ago about the 4% withdrawal rule that you should never take more than 4% per year out of your portfolio, or you'll be taking your principal and it will decline. Well, when you have a good geared up portion of that pie for income, you can get six to 8% withdrawals on income and have it very, very sustainable. So that's another portion that the book gets into. And it really just talks about how to never have to time the market because if you need your money when you retire, retirement will force you to time the market. And if the market is down when you need to draw on that income, it's going to greatly reduce the longevity of, of the funds. But if you Divide up between income, growth, and liquidity. The growth that you're going for doesn't have to be sold off to keep you your bills paid. So it's how to never time the market because you need money when it's down. We're also going to include, by the way, I just thought, you know, it's a little bit longer here because there's some goodies. Uh, I have a really, really good interview that I did with David M. Walker. He is the former trustee of Social Security and Medicare. He was the guy that was running those accounts. And this is called the State of the Union's Finances. It is a uh, interview I did a few years ago. I found out they had still a box of these CDs. I did these uh, this back in 2016. We sat and had an hour long conversation about where the country's finances are going. And he says in there, this is the former trustee of Social Security and Medicare. You will hear him on this interview discuss the fact that he believes that although they're called trust funds, Bruce, he says to me, you can't trust them and they're not funded. <laughs> this is the former trustee, right? So he's laying out a line and he even divulges in this uh, CD what his own retirement plan is. So we're going to include that uh, audio CD with anyone who calls in. And uh, when you come in, we, we're at the uh, American Legacy Solutions studios here out of American Legacy Solutions on the corner of Telephone Road and Victoria. We'll set up a time anytime during the week that's convenient for you, uh, evening or daytime, to come in and do the interest step up where we can look at what you're trying to do and, and get you a higher rate. When you come in, I'm going to give you that CD of the State of the Union's finances. I only have a few left. They were I found them in a box. It's a very valuable uh, audio you should have. I'll give that to everybody who comes in first come first serve. I also have first come first serve another great audio CD called the great gold bust ahead. Uh, it is an interview I did with Harry Dent a few years ago why he talks about why gold has been languishing. And the question is, is arising within that will 2012 
ever come back. That was our peak gold years. Are they ever coming back? So I'm going to give you those two audio CDs, State of the Union's Finances with David Walker and the great gold bust ahead with Harry S. Dent. Will 2012 ever come back? When you call in to get an interest step up or makeover or whatever you want to put it. But basically what we're doing is we're going to look at the purpose of your accounts and help you raise the interest rate on them. And I'm not talking about all fixed indexed annuities and maybes. We're talking about many, many, many guaranteed rates that are available that are just a step up from what you probably have in your bank. So if you want a totally liquid account that just money in, money out, just like your savings account at the bank. We'll talk about where savings accounts are these days, but we have them with the lowest interest rate at 2%. Good idea to maybe look at if you got 5,000 or 500,000, then call the number 844-789-7234. That's 844-789-7234. That's 844-789-7234 or 844-STW-RADIO. All right, let's go to this article out of South Africa. Talk about how big this problem is of lazy money, at least on a microcosm, and then we can sort of deduce a macrocosm. I really tried to get some numbers and Google up uh, what, how much lazy money sat in the United States of the world, and I couldn't quite get the right uh, search. It got inundated with banks trying to say they had the highest rate. A lot of commercial. I couldn't find the news and all of that, so uh, I'll keep looking, but but I did find this one story and it's very telling. So the article is entire entitled advice, how to make your lazy money work for you, uh, personal finance. And, uh, this is, uh, out of, uh, South Africa and, um, but it's great. It is very telling. So I think it's just a website called personal finance. Uh, you'll see how, how, uh, how relevant it is to what we have in this country as well. And, uh, the, the, the dollar figures are going to be, I believe, in Krugerrands. They have an R in front of them and they have numbers. I don't know how many Krugerrands to a dollar. Maybe I'll look that up for you here in a minute, but I want to get into the article because it is the scenario that it's painting that I think is very, very relevant. It says in response to the highly anticipated 2019 budget speech, consumers will need to look for ways to become savvier with their money. According to a recent banking report, there is an estimated 295 billion Krugerrand of, quote, lazy deposits in South African bank accounts, a gold mine untapped, a gold mine untapped. That's the name of today's show. Lazy money is money in a current or check account that earns no real interest. Francois Vivier, executive of marketing and communications at Capitec Bank, says that, quote, if the current 295 billion Krugerrand lazy deposits were not so lazy and earned just 5%, South Africans would earn over 14.8 billion Krugerrand in interest every year. With further fuel price increases confirmed, See, it's the same thing we have going on. It's just different denomination. Fuel price increases. With further fuel price, and by the way, I think this is dated like April 2019, so it's very current. With further fuel price increases confirmed, the year ahead will still present financial challenges for many households. Just like the government reviews the country's budget annually, 
Viviers encourages consumers to do the same with their budgets and practice smart money management with the following tips. One, check to see if you have lazy money lying around in your bank account. Most South African banks do not pay interest on current accounts and expect clients to transfer money into separate fixed or flexible savings accounts in order to receive any level of interest. The article continues to tip, make every cent count. That includes the money in your bank, no matter how little it may be. One way to do this is to ensure that your main bank account allows you to grow your money instead of simply retain your money. Try to find a bank where you will earn interest, which is more than the inflation rate. Next tip, it says... Beware of high banking fees. Get into the habit of regularly checking your bank statement to see how much you are truly spending on bank charges. Then do a comparison with other banks to see which one can offer you the best rates or the lowest rates. So this article goes on a bit and it talks about uh, uh, pay yourself first and some other personal finance tips. But uh, it was interesting how big the money is that's lazy out there. Now, if that's South Africa, it is the same thing here, just probably on a much larger scale as all this lazy money. And these are great tips, you know, pay attention. Every cent should be making money at some degree, at least get what's available. Now, I won't go into the paltry savings of uh, like, you know, what you get paid, the interest rate you get paid at Bank of America or something like that. Sorry to mention names. But uh, if I go on bankrate.com and I look for the highest rates we can even find in a walk-in bank, walk-in savings account, schools first. My wife used to work for a school district down in Orange County. We were schools first members. If you put $25,000 in there, they will pay you 0.55%. They'll pay you a little bit more than one half percent. That's about the highest walk-in bank rate I can find on uh, on bankrate.com. Now, let me compare this to other rates we have found and other rates we're happy to disclose to you when you call 844-789-7234 and you want to get an interest rate step up, then let's talk about what is available uh, to you. So, for example, here we have savings accounts, highest one, 0.55. Here is a liquid account, fully liquid. It's just like a savings account. You wouldn't check from it. You'd have the money sent over to your checking account when you need to write checks, but it is currently paying 2%, 2%. All right. So that's quite a bit better deal. We'll do in a minute. I'm going to go to a calculator and we're going to look at what these different rates mean in the long run to what sums of money. But over here, I've got one that is just, uh, here's CD rates. Great. Here's another one. All right, good. Let's compare average one year CD rate. According to bankrate.com, in the United States, the average one-year CD is paying not even 1%. It is paying 0.88%. Now, here I have on my chart a one-year a one-year account that's paying 2.65. 2.65. I mean, how much more is that than 0.88? And, and I'll tell you where this is important to me because this is something else we're going to talk about in a minute, which is the purpose of your funds. I've actually had people calling me and saying things like, I'm just, I don't know where the markets are going. I don't know what's happening. So I have half a million dollars in the market 
and I have half a million dollars in the bank. Half a million dollars at the bank earning 0.88 or 0.1 for that matter. But a one-year CD with a half a million dollars, 0.88 versus a rate I'm looking at here, 2.65. And I think that bumps up, if I'm not mistaken, years two through four, you can pull out after one year. You can pull out after one year. If you want to stay in, years two through four are at 3.2%. So you have an option to either pull out in the first year with your 2.65 or stay in at 3.2 for the next years, two through five, because this is a a five-year account. Oh, and by the way, it's tax deferred if you don't take the interest out. And it has a liquidity feature that I believe is starting in the second year, you can take 10% out, no charge, no penalty. You can't do that with a CD. So let's even compare that to five-year CD. The average five-year CD in the U.S. is 1.44. In the first year of this, they're giving you 2.65, and you can bail out. If you stay in for years two through five, it's 3.2, and you can take 10% out every year, and there's no penalty to it. So this is just a matter of knowing where to go look. And I've got quite a bit more to cover on the show about where we're finding these. What about the safety? What about the liquidity? But the thing I do want to go back to is the reason that people have so much money languishing in low interest accounts is a whole other factor we've talked about in other weeks, which is they can't purpose the money. Now, when you get an interest step up or makeover, or last week we called it the uh, lazy money job fair, you know, but it's basically getting this money to work. One of the first things you have to do is look at the purpose of that money. Does it need to be focused on liquidity? If it does, then you go with a completely liquid account. You go with a one year or two year. If that's what it has to have, you can still up those rates and it makes a difference in the long run. If it's money that you're trying to just keep safe from the market, but it's your retirement money, it, it there's there's no reason to have it sitting earning 0.1. You know, so there's a range of this. Uh, I'll just give you another example here. Here's a five-year account. Now, we talked about earlier, this is another five-year account. It's just different. It's set up differently. This one pays 3.2 on all years, 3.2% on all years, as opposed to a five-year CD that is 1.44. Better, better way to go. Now, this one has incredible liquidity. It's 10% in the first year you can take it out. And if you leave it in there, it's tax deferred. So you're not getting a 10. What does that mean? It's really important to understand. That means at the end of the year, you're not getting a 1099 for the interest. If you had half a million dollars earning 2%, that is $10,000 of interest. Now, I'll talk more about tax deferral in a minute. But the point is, if you have $10,000 of interest and you're in a 25% tax bracket, even if you could get that at a bank then you're losing 2500 bucks in taxes. So you're not really making the full amount, are you? If you if you tax defer it so that the 10,000 next year is added to your principal and now you're getting interest on that and that's added to your principal and it's not getting gouged every year, in the long run, you have a a true effect of 2% compounding, which 2% is paltry 
But that's that's just, you know, that's just what happens if you want to keep it liquid. But why would you keep liquid, money liquid at 0.1% and then have it still be taxed? That's what happens in a bank. So you want to look for tax deferred and you want to look for higher rates of interest. And that's what we look for when we do an interest rate step up or a lazy money job fair or interest makeover, whatever you want to call it. But the point is we can help you understand what purpose you want from that, how much liquidity you really need, and just get you a better interest rate. And while we get you a better interest rate, we can usually make it tax deferred. So this is, and we don't lose liquidity. Don't mistake that. Here's a five-year account. It is currently paying 3.2%. And uh, it allows you to take 10% out in the first year if you just want to back it back out of there and you need it. 20% per year in years two, three, four, and five. You could almost completely defund it and keep all the interest that you've made so far and have no penalty and no loss of interest if you want to defund it. And if you leave it in there, then the growth of the interest is tax deferred. So again, lazy money situation. If you think you have $500,000 or you have $500,000 and it's not getting the rate of interest you think you should get, or if you're paying taxes on that interest and you still want whatever degree of liquidity here, if you want instant liquidity, if you want liquidity in a year, if you want five years, but you want to be able to draw it down anyway over time, call this number 844 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234. Uh, you'll get the interest step up service that we've described. If you have $5,000 or $500,000, we could open up a liquid account as low as 2% today. That works just like a savings account. You'll also get the book Income Allocation by David Gaylor that I described earlier. This talks about how to purpose your retirement money for income growth, and liquidity, how to separate that within a portfolio, maximize each piece so that the income piece is getting you maximum income. The growth piece is for growth and liquidity is for liquidity. It talks about how to squeeze a greater income from what you do allocate for income. So this is up to six to 8% withdrawals against what you've put into the income account instead of this 4% rule, which is now really supposed to be a 2% rule for withdrawals out of a portfolio to last for a 30-year retirement. They're now saying 2%. So this book covers all of that, how to do that and how to never have to time the market because you need money when the market's down. We'll also include my interview with David M. Walker, the former trustee for Social Security and Medicare, Uh, That interview is on CD and it is entitled The State of the Union's Finances with David Walker. We will also include the CD of my interview, as long as these last and I don't run out, um, of uh, my interview with Harry S. Dent on the great gold bust ahead. Will 2012 ever come back for gold? You'll get all of that when you call. 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234, Okay, now I want to shift gears for a minute. I want to talk a little bit more about why it is a cardinal sin to have lazy money and why it's just no good for you, why you're, why you're losing out here so much. Um, Grant Cardone owns uh, something like, I think, a three-quarter billion dollar real estate portfolio. We've had him a couple times on the show. 
I fortunately got a piece of Grant about 10 years ago before he really just went to a hyperbolic rise in uh, popularity and in uh, his own personal wealth. He used to live at Lionel Richie's house up in uh, Hollywood Hills, and I went and visited him there, and, and he came and did a couple shows for us. Uh, but he's quite a motivator these days, and his real goal is to enrich in, uh, the population in the United States and get them off their hiney and get them uh, having the affluence that they deserve. He talks to a little bit of a younger audience. He's not talking to a retired audience or an audience that's close to retirement necessarily. So he deals a little bit longer term about real estate. He loves real estate. He loves income real estate. But that is certainly a longer term game. That's not necessarily an instant like, okay, you're 65, throw all your money in real estate and expect it to spit back to you. But I just want you to hear the perspective he has about from his point of view and all the wealth that he's made, how important it was that every step of the way where he had some sort of uh, wealth to sit on, that he put it to work. I think it's a good lesson in discipline. And then later, I want to maybe bring in a Dave Ramsey lesson that I think is very uh, pertinent too to all of this. But let's listen up. I'm going to let uh, Grant Cardone rip you a new one here. Okay, let's kick it off with rule number one. Get your money to work. You don't have more money, folks, because not, it's, not, it's not because you don't work. It's not because you're not a good person. It's not because you overspend. It's not because you got too much debt. It's not because you don't bust your ass. It's because your money doesn't bust its ass. Your money is lazy. If your money was employees, you would fire your money. So here's the rules, okay? Number one, the, the money, the extra money should go into something that gives you money. You want your money to have babies. The golden goose is no, lo- no longer good if she doesn't have eggs. The only thing that makes the golden goose valuable is the fact that the golden goose lays eggs. So if you just study the wealthiest families in the world, not just in America, in the world over long periods of time, look at the queen, the queen of England. This much property and one of the richest families in the world. Why? They get cash flow every month from India from England, from Ireland, from all over the world. Why, why, why are the princes in Saudi Arabia so wealthy? Because they have constant inflow of money coming from the land that produces the oil. The oil comes out of the land and produces cash flow. The railroads, the railroads back in the day, what did they do? They got all this land together and then they rented that land out to everybody around it. Why do all the teachers credit unions take all the money from all the teachers around America and then they start investing in real estate that produces cash flow so they can distribute back to their members? Mm. I'm always gonna come back to this one story. Look, real assets that produce real cash flow every month. When it pays you every month, and you're getting reminded every month, I got a check, I got a little $100 check, I got a $200 check this month. I got a $13,000 check today from one of my properties. Every month I get a check for 13 grand from that property. That's $150,000 a year. It didn't start like that, it used to be like 1,300 bucks, 1,300, then it was 26, then it was 5,000, next thing you know it's 13 grand. That's one property, pays me every month. And again, no telling how long that took to uh, build that up, but this is one of the problems with real estate. Real estate is a beautiful thing if you give yourself 20 years to let it grow, you pay down, you pay down the expenses, probably not paying mortgages anymore, so the mortgage has been paid off. There's a lot of reasons, inflation and all that. Different game necessarily for older folks, but the uh, universality of this lesson is is quite obvious. Okay, I want to just cover another article that appeared in uh, 
thestreet.com just to rub your face in this a little bit more in case uh, you do have lazy money sitting there and you're too lazy to pick up the phone and call 844-789-7234 so that we can help you with this. This is uh, called 10 Signs You're Financially Lazy. And this is by Jeffrey Strain. And it was actually written some time ago, uh, some time ago, uh, more than 10 years ago, but it's so applicable that I, I just thought I better, uh, I needed to read it to you when I was doing my research. And he says, one reason that people have trouble with their finances is that they tend to be lazy about managing them. That's not to say that one should spend 24 hours a day making sure every little financial detail is in order. But when you begin to lose money in ways that could be solved with a small amount of time and organization, you've joined the many people who are financially lazy. Here are 10 signs you may be one of them. And then he goes on. These are some cool points. Uh, One is you don't pay your credit card in full each month. Okay. I'll let that one go. That's not particularly about savings, but it's a good point. Second one I think is very pertinent. It says, two, you pay banking fees. You pay fees. He goes on, banking fees are usually the result of not paying attention to the amount you have in your account. A bank is a place to keep your money so you can earn more money, not a place to lose money by paying fees. If you pay banking fees on a regular basis or even once in a while, you're being lazy about keeping track of how much you have in the accounts and you need to start keeping track so that the fees are no longer a drain on your finances, okay? Uh, he's got some other good points here. You still have your money in a brick and mortar bank. Aha. Another sign that you are lazy about your uh, being financially lazy. He says, uh, part of taking care of your finances is to maximize the amount of interest your money earns. Most brick and mortar banks pay a paltry amount on their savings account, which is exactly the point that we're making today. All right, so I want to break this down a little bit and look at future potential. I have a great spreadsheet here. And, you know, I use only the latest high-grade financial tools here. So I'm going to lean on Microsoft Works. Do you remember Works? It was a great little program. But they had this great uh, great spreadsheet in there, which is called Investment Projections. And you can simply go, how much will my investment be work, worth? And you can put all these different numbers in, and it, it just spits out. It's one of the simplest ones out there. So I'm going to take an account that has $300,000 in it because and I'm going to talk about this in a minute, but quote, I don't know what else to do with it. And I'm trying to keep it safe. And maybe I want to liquid. I might want to do something later. And and this has been going on for years. I wanted to keep it out of the market. I left some in the market. I thought the rest should be in the bank. No, the rest should not be in the bank earning 0.1%. But that all being said, uh, that's my personal opinion. <laughs> Here's 300,000 and it's earning point. Let's make it earn 0.2%. Let's just be a little bit generous here. 0.2%. And That means in a given year, one year, it has earned $600 for leaving into the bank at 0.2%. $600. Now, let's also figure that it's not tax deferred. So there's going to be a price to pay on that $600. It's going to be, let's say you're in a high bracket. If you have 300,000 sitting around, you might be in a 25% tax bracket. So I'm going to add a 25% tax to it. And that means that, there we go, uh, of your $600, you're going to have to get 150 over to the IRS 
That's your final amount of money. In other words, your income's been all calculated. Everything else has been calculated. You're now up to a 25% bracket. And then you add this interest in. Your $600 is now, it's $450. So for $300,000 in a bank account, earning 0.2, which is better than the average sort of checking account or savings account these days, on average, um, they are, uh, you're, you're going to make 450 bucks. Now I want to change this now over five years. Let, let's look at this over five years. The, the taxes are a l- little tricky because I think it's going to tax it in the end. Um, but if you left it there for five years, your interest would be at 0.2% over five years, you'd make $3,012 and two cents, $3,000 in interest. Hey, over five year period, leaving that in there. It's nice to have $3,000. If your tax is 25%, then your total taxes is $753 of that. So you really walked away with $2,259. Actually, I'm going to do the math a little bit differently because I'm not sure if this is taxing it at the end. So we're going to tax it every year. And all we have to do if you're in a 25% tax bracket is just pay you 0.15 instead of 0.2%. And that accounts for the annual 25% haircut you take on the interest that you're getting. Not uncommon. And again, I'm pointing this out because bank accounts are not tax deferred. So that drops it just a little bit. Your end earnings winds up being 302,256 instead of 259. So now I want to go over and I want to look at another account that's earning 2% and it's tax deferred. Okay, good. These are just liquid accounts, liquid accounts, right? So if you have a 0.15 taxed, uh, you've made $2,256 in interest. If you have 2% and it is tax deferred, and again, you have to look at each one of these. Some of these will be deferred. Some of them will pay you every year. You have to look at how you house them. So I'm not saying per se that the 2% one is tax deferred, although most of these accounts are tax deferred. I'm just talking in general terms about what these things mean. And if you can get a deferred account and you earn interest, it means a lot. If you can step it up, it means a lot. So a 2% tax deferred account, instead of paying you $2,256 on your 300 over five years would pay you $31,224 over five years. And even if it took you five years, if you're sitting in somewhere liquid to make $31,000, how much more could you do with that? What would that must half a, half a year's income for some people just letting that money set aside. So another reason let's, let's do another comparison here on CD rates for a moment. Okay, let's take five-year CD rates, 1.44 is the national average. We're going to put 1.44% in for five years. We are going to tax it every year. So actually, if you're in a 25% tax bracket, you're not going to get 1.44. That's going to turn into 1.08. And let's just look at this for a second. Let's just compare tax deferral on 1.44 versus 1.44 1.44 non-tax deferred before I even try to up the rate and go to battle on the rates. If you had 1.44 and you were in a 25% tax bracket, you're really making 1.08. So on $300,000 over five years, you've made $16,553 of interest. 16,553 is your interest. 
If it was tax deferred each year, you would have made 22,231 by getting a real 1.44. That's amazing. A paltry interest rate, a paltry interest rate, and just not tax deferring it. And over five years, you lost $6,000 on $300,000 being put away at a paltry interest rate. Again, 1.44, not deferred, and you're in a 25% tax bracket, you're going to make 16.5 on interest. If you simply tax defer it, you're up to 22,231 in interest. Now let's take the real rates that we have available that we know are not 1.44 on five-year money. Let's go to the actual, what have I got here? 3.2% on five-year money. So now the difference between the average five-year CD, which by the way, let's go back to another point, has no liquidity. You're not supposed to bust that money open in the CD. There's penalties. In the five-year account I'm talking about that has 3.2%, you can take 10% out in the first year, 20% in the second, 20% in the third, 20% in the fourth, 20% in the fifth if you want, or you can leave it in and make tax-deferred growth and there's no penalty for taking the money out and you don't lose the interest that you made while it was in there. But just leaving those both in there at five years in a taxed, taxable CD, you've made 16500 in interest. In a 3.2% uh, account that we're talking about that is tax deferred, you made 51171 in interest on 300000 Let's go back. 1.44% average uh, CD rates on a five-year CD in the U.S. It's taxable. You're going to get sixteen thousand in interest on your three hundred. If you made the three point two that we have available and it's tax deferred, you're not making sixteen five. You're making fifty one thousand dollars in interest. Fifty one one seventy one to be exact. Now that's just low level. Keep it liquid. Uh, you know. This is what you're just doing with your liquid money. This is just making liquid money less lazy. There's a whole other strata that you go into where a lot of times people can't decide the purpose of their money uh, because a lot of times what they think is liquid because they're mispurposed. And this book that we're giving away is going to help you so much with understanding the purpose of your money that you there's three purposes. Once you retire, there's three purposes. Some of your money is there to create income for your day-to-day living. Some of your money is there to keep growing. You do not want that money to have to be timed in the market. You want to let it get through periods of slow growth or higher growth, but you don't want it timed. And then lastly, you want to figure out what your liquidity factor is. And we're just talking here about the liquid money. That's all we've been talking about. If you go in and you realize I don't need all that liquid or I can get more return on my liquid money, then maybe you don't need it as much. Now you can start to get into those seven and 8% longer term tax deferred rates, which get more into sort of retirement savings or growth money, or you'll have more money you can use towards income. So again, a lot of this has to do with purposing the money. But I do want to reiterate that what this all leads to today is that we are doing minimally what we call a uh, interest step up, or you could call it a lazy money job fair, or you could call it an interest makeover. But the bottom line is what 
I want you to understand about lazy money here is if you have $5,000 or $500,000 and you really, really need to keep it liquid, come call this number. 844-789-7234. 844-789-7234. All ages. 844-789-7234. And open up a liquid account as low as 2% today. As low as 2%. That's the worst you could do. If you have a CD that's a five-year CD and and or money that you're thinking about in CDs, and you'd like to have it put away for five years at a higher rate instead of the average 1.44 taxable, we could do 3.2% tax deferred on 300,000. Instead of making 16, you can make 51. God knows what that means if you have 500,000. But just on a five-year money, and you've got 10% liquidity in the first year, followed by 20, followed by 20, followed by 20. If you like that idea, then call 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234, and get an interest step-up service. There is no charge for this. There is no obligation. If you don't like the accounts we're presenting, you don't think we have good interest rates, then you don't have to follow through. But by calling, we will include this book called Income Allocation by David Gaylor. It's a $20 book. We're going to include it for free when you meet with us to do an interest step up. And this book covers how to purpose your retirement money for income, for growth, and for liquidity, and how to decide which pieces of the pie should be dedicated to income, growth, or liquidity. It covers how to squeeze a greater income from what you allocate for income, how to get larger amounts of income, up to six to 8% in some cases, instead of this paltry four and what's really today supposed to be the 2% rule and how to never have to time the market because you need money when it's down. That that portion of your money that is for growth cannot be timed. You have to let it grow, even while you're in retirement, if the intention is growth. And if you have to pull income from the growth segment, you'll have to time the market. That's very, very dangerous. We will also include for everybody that's calling, when you come in and you get the interest step up from us, whether you do business with us or not, I'm going to give you the CD on the State of the Union's finances. It is my one-hour interview with David M. Walker, the former trustee of Social Security and Medicare, where he tells you they're trust funded, but they can't be trusted and they're not funded. They're trust funds, but they can't be trusted and they're not funded. And we'll give you a copy of the CD interview I did, The Great Gold Bust Ahead with Harry S. Dent, where he asked the question, will 2012 ever come back for gold? You're getting all of that when you call 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234. Okay, I want to go to this clip uh, from Dave Ramsey, and we're not going to be able to play the whole thing. But it's kind of a cool call where he got uh, someone who asked him, I got this much money in the bank. What should I do with it? And what he does here is he he talks about the purposing of the money. And that's why this book by David Gaylor is so important. And this could apply to a young person. You know, he looks at a young person's need, pay off your house, uh, get rid of the car loan, all these other things. And then older people might have different purposes. Ultimately, if your house is paid off and you're going into retirement, your purposes are going to come down to income, growth, and liquidity. But uh, I want you to just hear how he breaks this down because should I leave it in the bank? Is the bank a good place? What are you trying to do with the money? That's the first place you've got to look. And when you come in and you do this interest rate step up with us, this is one of the questions we're going to ask, which is what do you want that to do for you? 
and do you do you want it for safety from the market? Can we get you a better rate from that, or or do you need it liquid liquid because you're going to buy a house next year? All these things come into play and help make the proper decisions rather than leaving it on the side, which is a symptom of indecision and which turns into lazy, wasteful money. So this is a good little lesson on purposing money. Thank you for joining us, America. Michael is with us in New York. Hey, Michael, welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show. Thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate you taking my call. Sure. What's up? All right. I have $65,000 in the bank, and I don't know what to do with it. Is there something better I can invest it in rather than just sitting in the bank with very little of any interest? That's a really, really good question. You know, what I have found over the years is what you're finding. Number one, I don't get my money invested well if I don't have goals for it, and it tends to get away from me. Okay. I, you know, it just waters away, just kind of drips away. So uh, we tell folks to always have an assignment, a mission for every dollar. The way we figure out how to do that is a system we developed years ago called the baby steps. And depending on where you are in the baby steps is how I would utilize the money. So the first baby step is $1,000 saved. Obviously, you've done that. Baby step two is to become debt-free other than your home. Do you have any debt other than your home? I have three months of car payments. That's it. And I'm, and I'm done with that car. It's a Civic, so it's what, a... What is, the ba- what is the balance on the car, the payoff? About for three months, it's uh, $540 a month times three months, so it's about a little over $1,500. Okay. I would write a check today and pay that off. That's the first thing right. I would do. Then that's baby step two. Baby step three is to have an emergency fund, Grandma's Rainy Day Fund, of three to six months of expenses. Now, you obviously live on less than your income because you've saved money. We know that. So yeah. what, what is your household income, though? 92000 Okay. And so if we said uh, your expenses were five or $6,000, uh, that you could survive on that a month if you had to, in a bad case, three months would be your minimum, 18000 So I would put twenty to 30000 aside in a separate savings account that doesn't earn much interest but is accessible as insurance against life. Grand, okay. uh, Grandma's rainy day fund. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. you pick that number, twenty to thirty minimum though, somewhere in there. You can go a little larger if you want, but three to six months of expenses. And you see how I did that. I said six times three is eighteen, right? And yeah. So I just made this up on the fly. But you could you could get a little closer if you want. I don't care. Um, and then the fourth baby step. Once we've done that. And we still have approximately $35,000 left, or $30,000 left, give or take, um, 30 to 35 after, so far of your 65 that I've spent, um, or invested, or given a name or an assignment. Um, th- then baby step four is putting 15% of your household income away every year for retirement. Are you saving for retirement already, investing for retirement already? Yeah, I, I'm saving a lot. I have uh, about 200000 in retirement. How much do you put in a year? Um... Every two weeks, I put in six hundred fifty dollars, and my employer matches approximately two hundred twenty-five for a total of nine twenty-five yeah. every two weeks. Yeah, not counting your match, you're at about fifteen percent. Oh yeah, you're you're right at it. Okay, so we'll we'll check that box and say that one's being done in your four hundred one k, and your match is in addition to that. So you should be putting fifteen percent, somewhere around twelve or fourteen thousand dollars in in there, and that's about what you're putting in twelve hundred dollars a a month. Um, yeah. Um, comes out about 14000 a year, so we're right there, okay? And so uh, that one's done. Do you have any children? No, I'm not married. I'm okay. not Baby step five is uh, to save for kids' college. That one doesn't apply. Check. Baby step six is pay off your house early. You own a home. Yeah, I own my condo. Um, I'm about three, 
three years into my mortgage. How much do you owe on it total? Um, hundred and thirty-five thousand. Okay. All right. I would throw the other thirty or so we've got at that then. After we've got the emergency fund in place, and after the car is paid off, and both of those things happen today. As a matter of fact, all three checks could be written today. Um, and then what I would do is, out of your budget, any found money out of your budget, and you're a good saver, so this comes natural to you. I would do a little calculation and say, okay, I got about a hundred left on my house. How quick can I get this house paid off? I mean, you get that condo paid off in probably three, four years. The way you're going. Yeah. I mean, that'd be yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, how old are you? Yeah, 41. Yeah. So you get the idea here is that when somebody contact. brings you, and this yeah, happens to us all the time in the field. I, I, I have a client I absolutely love. I absolutely love. She's adorable. but she, And she loves me, but, you know, she's a very busy businesswoman. And the other day she called me. She said, hey, Bruce, what do you got? What do you got? I'm like, don't talk to me about what I got. I don't. Let's talk. Let's sit down and have a complete meeting on how old are you? What resources do you have? When are you trying to retire? How how much do you have for income sources, et cetera, et cetera? You have to look at the purpose. Now, if you're young, you're going to look at things like paying off your house and paying off your car loan. If you're older, it's going to come down to really some simple structure to then decide how much do you need for liquidity. And we talked today about trying to just up the game on liquidity, but what do you need for income? That's a whole other show, a whole other topic. If you're worried about getting income in retirement, we can definitely cover that when you get an interest step up here. But uh, you've got income, growth, and liquidity, safe growth, risky growth, whatever. But the, and it depends what you need. And the answer to all of that and what you need is, look, you just go, um, are you going to retire at a certain date or are, are you already retired? Then you look at how much does it cost you to live on an annual basis? Just figure that out. Is it 50,000 a year, a hundred thousand a year? What do you need to live and, and, and stay in your lifestyle, which may or may not be feasible, but start there. Then you go, what are your guaranteed income sources? What's coming from social security? What's coming from a pension? This is simple math, but you have to go through the drill. Then once you say, okay, this is the gap between my guaranteed income sources and what I need to live on, then you can say, great, uh, you've got a gap of 30000 a year and you're going to retire at what, 65, 70, whatever. So then you got to back that up and you got to say, how many years might you live? Now, this is very speculative. But I'm telling you right now, I don't like to be guessing. I want to know for sure that I've got that gap filled for a sustainable 30 years at least. So I'm planning, no one in my family ever lived to 95. I don't even know if many of the men lived to 80, but I'm planning to live to 95. I want it to last that long. So I know I've got a gap of, and I'm being hypothetical in this case, but if, if I find I have a gap of 30,000 or 40,000 a year, I got to fill that gives me some simple equations, 30 to $40,000 a year to fill. I've got to ramp it with inflation. So it won't be 30 or 40,000 in 20 years. It's probably going to be double that. And then I'm going to look at my resources to do that. And I'm going to look at what, what, I try to get guarantees when I'm getting income. I don't want a speculative thing and find out 20 years from now I misestimated and I don't have the income I need. I'm looking for safe guarantees. That tells me what I've got to allocate towards income 
It tells me what's left for growth because I'm always going to allocate towards income first, then what's left for growth and how much risk do I want to take in that growth. And that also tells me how much liquidity is sensible. And again, if you want some extra liquidity for a roof in retirement, it's typically for a roof. It's for a car or something like that. You put that aside and you, you handle that. But one of the, what's important about this is that the reasons we see so much lazy money sitting on the sideline begins with not knowing what the money is for, not having really worked out what is your income need over the next 30 years, what does that leave you for growth, and what is your liquidity need on a more immediate basis to cover all of those things. We're going to do all of that when you get an interest step up uh, from us. If you've got $5,000, if you've got $500,000 and you want to open up a liquid account as low as 2% today, call 844-789-7234. 844-789-7234. If you want to get a better rate on one-year money, a better rate on five-year money, if you want that money to be tax deferred instead of taxable, if you want greater liquidity than you'll get at a bank, call 844-789-7234 for an interest step up. 789-7234-844-STW-RADIO. We'll give you the income allocation book by David Gaylor that'll show you how to purpose your retirement money for income, growth, and liquidity. We'll talk about how to squeeze. That book talks about how to squeeze greater income from what you allocate for income up to 6 to 8% instead of 4%, which is really supposed to be 3 or 2% these days. And it'll show you how to never time the market on your growth part of the portfolio because you need money when it's down. That's going to be left on the side. It's going to be able to grow an up and down market. Markets and 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 persevere through the down markets, so you never have to miss time. That that's what the book covers. We're going to include my interview with David M. Walker, the former trustee for Social Security and Medicare, the state of the union's finances, where he talks about that they're trust funds, they can't be trusted, they're not funded, and he gives away his own retirement plan. He tells you in there, I was wasn't even gunning for it. He tells me what his retirement plan is and how he's invested, and we're going to give you the CD, the great. Gold Bust Ahead, my interview with Harry S. Dent, Will 2012 Ever Come Back for Gold? The number for all of that, the most important part is the interest step up. We're going to get you a higher interest rate, and if we can, we're going to tax defer it. The number is 844-789-7234, 844-789-7234. Come back next week, 844-789-7234, call now. Content of Straight Talk Wealth Radio is for educational purposes only. Any discussion of financial products and their features is subject to change without notice. Consult your own tax, legal, or financial advisor as to your specific situation. Tax-free benefit specialists and insurance services. California license 0E48147.